Hello, hello. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast. Yes, sir. I am your boy, Dante Credo, here with my brother from another. Craig Mack is in the building. Salute. And, um, man, there's a couple of salutations we need to make. You know, of course, it's Black History Month. So, you know, we're going to celebrate that. And it's also happy Valentine's Day to all you lovers out there. Um, and also shout out to all of you, um, all of you simp dirty Mac dudes who be all up in girls' inboxes who you know are taken trying to dirty Mac and and, and steal other people's girls. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like have you ever been uh or experienced running into uh, one of these dirty Mac dudes who be in your girl's inbox, like, you know, say today's Valentine's Day. So they're like, happy Valentine's Day, queen. I hope you had a wonderful Valentine's Day. If you were my girl, I would have done this for you and all that. Have you run into dudes like that? I might have had it once or twice, and I was like, please take this woman. If you want this one, take this one. Because <laughs> this one's going to cost you a lot. <laughs> Make the same mistake I, I, I made. I See how it. much it costs you. <laughs> oh, so th this is Valentine's Day and Simps Day because you know they they be all up in the inbox thinking they're being cute. Well, happy Valentine's Day, Queen, and, and mm -hmm. then they be dirty Mac and like, well, what? How did you celebrate your Valentine's Day? Oh, what? He that's all he did for you. See, if you was yeah. my girl, I would have did. Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. I would have did this and that. I would have done blah because you deserve the world, girl. You <laughs> they be trying to go ham. Uh, they don't be trying, man. The audacity. But but then okay, okay. So I, I wasn't even trying to talk about this. But okay, since I'm here. So in the event, say say there's a dude that's there's dirty macking in your girl's inbox. And say it's not, say it doesn't go unchecked. Sure. You know, say it's entertained, you know. Sure. What what did what did he do for for Valentine's Day? Oh, if well, if he was mine, or oh, uh, I thought that I would do this, what I would do with you. I, you know. Hey, let me let me be honest with you. I, I I've been married pushing sixteen years. That's a long sentence. Mm -hmm. It's a that's a long sentence. So, <laughs> me and mine, we don't we done been apart together. Fault, you know, like. Mm -hmm. Like mine, I already know my mental capacity. You know, uh -huh. there's only you know, like certain things you just don't want to do with me. Yeah, you know, don't play with me. You know, right. And, and I, mine, I already know my 16 years. Everything ain't right up here. You mm -hmm. know, messing with some dude on Facebook or whatever, and I find out about it. You asking for a problem? So yeah. So it, yeah. I'm not saying it won't happen. Anything's possible. Oh yeah, you know, I, I, definitely. Look, I've been married Definitely. 16 years. I don't even look at my wife's Facebook no more. I don't even yeah. care no more. You grown. You do what you do. I don't even look. But, but let that's, me that's let me find out. Facts. That's always been mine. Like I don't I don't care. Like I'm I've never been the type to where I want to go through your phone. Yeah. I want to go through your messages and I want to check this and check that and da 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 da. Because I feel like one, you're a grown ass adult. Yeah. And if if I feel like I have to micromanage or uh you know babysit and, and then all this stuff, then I don't need to be with you. Right. I'll take it separate. I don't want to be with you. So, but that's not to say, okay, shit happens. So and and of course I can't control the actions of someone else or whatever. So okay, I can only imagine. Because if I'm being honest, yeah, it's happened to me. 
Yeah. You know, women want to act like they're like this, these angels, but they just be as dirty as dirty as dudes. Yeah, like, they just they just don't know how to classify because so what they'll do is yeah they'll say oh he's just a friend you know because in her mind mm-hmm. it's a friendship but yep. for dudes this is an opportunity it's an opportunity that's all that's always what a friendship an agenda is. yeah but at what point I I wonder does it become an agenda or opportunity to the woman. Because of course, you know, I feel like oh, that's women tough are much more they're better compartmentalizers than men. So I can mm. look at you as a friend, regardless of how the conversation goes. We may talk about all types of shit that's I guess depending on your relationship, but most would deem inappropriate or disrespectful to a relationship. But no, nah, that's just my friend. Mm. You know, well. Let this me, is my friend, you know, or and, and that's where like the, the Pizza Hut emojis yeah. come in, you know, whenever you know they go through the phone, oh you you you're known as Pizza Hut. Or <laughs> you know, you know so let me <laughs> let me let me speak on it like this, just uh-huh. from, from man to man, right? Right. I know your wife, I know Eric's wife, I know all everybody's girls, right? Mm-hmm. I don't never hit them up without letting y'all know. Right. You know, I you know if it's like a birthday. I send the birthday not only to her, I send it to you. Yep. So you mm-hmm. know, I'm just saying, happy birthday. You know yep. what I'm saying? So there's no confusion. I'm not mm-hmm. in the DMs. That, that's just that level of a, a respect thing. Right. A dude that don't know you, he don't have a reason to respect you. No reason to respect you. Nope. So this goes back to your significant other, right? Mm-hmm. You can't love someone without respecting them too. They go right. hand in hand, you know? Right. So if I'm chilling and I see my lady and she on the the Facebook or whatever DMing some dude, and I and I have to check her over it, we already in a bad position. Already in a bad position. Yep. So I'm not checking you because you're talking to somebody. You grown. I'm not. I'm not checking mm-hmm. you there. But yep. You know, like the 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 nicknames or the the whatever emoji or whatever. What's up with that? What mm-hmm. are we doing? What what you doing right, right now? You know? Yep. Because it don't matter what, what you what tell What is the me. intention? Right. It don't matter what you mm-hmm. tell oh, He a friend. He a co-worker. Yeah, but what you doing? I ain't talking about what yeah. he doing. What yeah. you doing? Yeah, I, I have no interest yeah. in what he doing because I'm not responsible or obligated right. to that third party. Right. What's up with you? But why you just, let, a, me, why you just let me know what the vibes are. Yeah. Because so, so I'll tell you straight up, when a female hit me up and i'm a little i'm a little older dog you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i've been around i gotta go ahead and draw some lines because yep. sometimes things happen when i don't make things clear you know right. hey it's nice talking to you wifey in the other room gotta go put in this family time have a nice one you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying we could be cool hit you up how your family how's everything mm-hmm. but text me at an inappropriate times inappropriate conversation yes so just understand the boundaries that we have uh and and i know that that's very easier said than done so now i'm gonna play devil's advocate here sure Um, and which is funny like i said i I wouldn't even think about talking about something like this but it's funny funny and interesting at the same time so okay so say you you go through a relationship and how was that a standard 
or is that a standard that you will uphold or try to uphold if you yourself have fucked up in the past? Well, so, so, so say you cross that line. Sure. <laughs> so would that be a standard? How do you standard? Yeah. Yeah. Would, would that be a standard that you would be justified in upholding? Because, of course, you know what the rebuttal is going to be. Yeah, you did. Well, you did. Yeah, that's you know? true. So that's true. But here, here's my rebuttal as a man. Mm-hmm. And I, and there's just no way I can get around it. Even mm-hmm. if I've made, me, made these mistakes, mm-hmm. you don't get to make them mistakes against me. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You just don't. I know maybe that's a double standard. I don't, I don't know if it's right or wrong. I'm not trying to say I'm right. I'm just telling you, okay, if I did it and I got caught up doing it, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. If you do it, you get caught up, you wrong. The right. only difference is when you wrong against me, and I ain't saying this right, but when uh-huh. you do it, I ain't going to be friendly about it. I'm not letting it go. It's going to yep. be a problem. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that it shouldn't be a problem for you, too. Right. You, ha- you should handle it the way it feels for you. But when you cross the line with me, let it be known you crossed the line and there will be consequences and repercussions. Exactly. I mean, I don't so, say that to be mean or rude. I'm just saying, like, I get that's, it. That's how I deal. But like, okay, you can't you can't judge someone about how they deal with traumatic or difficult situations. Yeah. Uh, especially if they had no control with being put in them. So I get that. So and I I feel the same way. So it was like, okay, just because you know, if I did something wrong or I made some mistakes, and God knows I made my mistakes. Sure. So you made I made my mistakes. I was accountable for them. I, I took responsibility for them. I made the necessarily ch- I made the changes that needed to be made. Honestly, coming to holding that standard. That's so right. If I'm now holding it, and then find out that you're now not holding it, then how are you, how are you expecting me to respond to that? Or yeah, I don't. Like at that and point, I feel like it becomes cheapened because then it's like, well, that means that one, the accountability, and this is just me playing devil's advocate. It just me one, the accountability that you're holding me to, you aren't holding yourself to. Mm. I think that also comes into uh, a problem when you're dealing with just the uh, relationships. Period. Right. Just right. You know, it's an accountability thing that I will hold you to, but not so much myself. Because then it's like, okay, e- even if we're still dealing with some things or scars and stuff that I dealt to you, you know, I don't think that should be reason enough to where you hold on to them and look for the opportunity to quote unquote get revenge on me. Yeah. Understand what I'm saying? Well, so like, it, I, well let me let me tell you something. If you're in a uh, relationship and they and they holding something against you and they looking for that moment to strike back, you're mm-hmm. in a bad relationship. That's like, a bad egg, right. I agree. You're, you're in a bad relationship. Now, just, just for the record, because I, I can already see some of the drawbacks. No, this is not saying that someone has a, a license to to do, do shit or whatever. And again, I'm not saying no one has no accountability. I'm speaking from a point of, say, you know, because people make mistakes. People grow. And un, under, under, you know, unfortunately, people make stupid decisions. So, they make a stupid decision. If they learn from it, if they grow and you see the growth, there's there's proof of that. Then whatever that still needs to be dealt with, then you will have to come together to deal with those. If you're taking that and you're holding on to it because you know the game, 
you know, mm-hmm. oh, well, I know the game. So, this, okay, this how it's going to play? I right, cool. Okay, I accept your apology, but hey, you know, this this one dude up in my inbox, now, now I'm going to go ahead and entertain it. Oh, this one dude that I know and we doing our back and forth and blah, 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 because you was doing it with your thing. Well, I'm going to go ahead and hold on to this too. So, you know, all right, you say you sorry. Okay, I, I, I may see changes, but because you did it in the first place, then I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and hold on to this. And just, you know, just hold it off, off to the side and, and whatever happens, happens. But if it ever comes to a head, I know that the card I will play is mm. well, you did it too. Yeah. So I just find that really interesting. I, I think we may do a, a like a toxic elements topic or something where we just talk about stuff like this. Well, you know <laughs> because- what? It it happens, you know, like especially like especially you've been married for a minute. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? You you get real comfortable with your significant, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Mm-hmm. And That's then, true. then when you step out into this world, it almost seems like it. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I just have this problem because I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm good at my relationship, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it's like people see me in a different light. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, he married, working. He got a little money. Mm-hmm. Now they're a little bit more friendlier than what I was That's previous. True. You know what I'm saying? I, yep. I don't know about everybody else. It just seemed like for me, it seemed like. When I come to a spot, and me and my wife, we in a good spot, my my energy's different. Yeah, and it's like that. My energy hit them. It's like, oh, he got something that I want to yep. see what's going on, or you know, I get them little texts every once in a while. Hey, it's been a few years. Just want to see how you doing. Why, <laughs> yep. why are you texting me? Why are you texting me? Like, yeah, I, and, I literally haven't seen you in years. Why are you texting me? And when I was a younger man, I would entertain that. Right. I would actually, I would be interested. Like, oh, mm-hmm. snap. Old yep. girl from back in the day hit me up. Yep. Let me see what's up. Especially if it's uh, an opportunity. Because again, we see things as an opportunity. Opportunity, yeah. So, I old girl text. And even if there may have been absolutely nothing, all right, uh, a little personal, you know, a little old girl hit me up from back in the day when we went to school together. And, you know, we never did anything, but there was always that weird tension that possibly could have just wasn't in the cards at the time. So now it was like, okay. All right. Well, let's see what the opportunity is now. Right. So, you know, we look for the opportunity, but then it's like, okay, it seemed like you're looking for an opportunity too. But here, here was what I've learned because I I think this is just like a universal test of men um, is when you are in a good place, Again, that energy gives off, and this it's noticeable. They notice that. Mm-hmm. And when they notice that even though you are married, they will say that stability there, that security there. Because I know he's in a uh in a relationship, he's married, did a good job, you know, get head on his shoulders, nice, blah, 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 blah. That equals stability and security for them. And so even though they know all these things, they will still go after you. Like, and it's it's mind-boggling. Even though you set up these boundaries, some are just straight up, some are just rude. <laughs> some, are just, <laughs> some are just rude and they don't care that they well, will let, test that boundary just let to me see. Tell you, let me tell you what happens. I, I, I learned the game a little bit. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? So like for women, this is what happens to women, right? Right. They, they get a dude and the dude tells them everything that they need to hear, right? Yep. 
Mm-hmm. The dude in the beginning, he does everything he needs to do, right? Yep. And then when they give in, right, the dude breaks their heart, right? Uh-huh. This has an this has not only a, a psychological effect; it has a physiological effect too. Mm-hmm. Uh, when a woman is hurt, she looks for comfort, right? It's natural; mm-hmm. it happens. But yep. then you look for comfort in the people you shouldn't be looking in comfort to, right? So the cycle continues, right? So then when you see somebody with some positive energy, something you haven't had, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's almost like an aphrodisiac. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that negative energy that you used to getting from dudes, you're not getting it no more. You're not getting it. Right. Now there's there's something different. Like like you you have to like explore, like what is this? Like Mm -hmm. why is he happy? What's causing him to be happy? You know, he wasn't like this before. Now he's like this. Now he married, he got a woman. His the vibe changes, you know. I got I gotta uh, get into that vibe, and that's just even on the flip side is just yeah. especially when we come across that again, it's an yeah. opportunity. So like, oh, this is something that I may not have experienced, or I'm curious about, and wonder why are you the way you are? Yeah. And then a lot of times we feel like the the best way of figuring that out is sex. So, all right, I done figured it out <laughs> now. So okay, cool. All right, it was it's been nice, but. You know the, the way men view sex versus women traditionally, you know, is is night and day. So yeah. again, we be like, oh, okay, so so that's that's what's up with you. But you know, you, you're creating uh, a, a emotional ties and things that of that nature where it gets way deeper and, and stuff like that. So I think now we just um just have concluded. Yeah, we'll do a little bit more about this because this is very fun to talk about. Oh yeah. Uh, and I have have a, have some from some friends that I can bring on to kind of even it out from a female's perspective. So we'll do that. I hate to have to smash them on here, but that's what it have to be. I know is I know, but that's you know that's great content. <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be Jerry Springer. I'll, I'll be more. Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> I'll be setting these up. So oh man, what is there to talk about, man? Oh, you know you know old boy. Oh boy, um, he he's scot free again. <laughs> I mean, you know what's gonna happen. Like, I didn't even see the point of it. Like, like we done tried to impeach him like four times. Yeah, like yep. you're not gonna get past the Senate. You just not. So, and and when when they tried to run it again, we all knew, we all knew that once it get past the Senate, once it gets to the Senate, it's going yeah. to die. And, I, and I'll be honest, he, he didn't directly say, go and take over the the Capitol. You know, he, right. didn't, use, he didn't use those exact words. Mm-hmm. So now it, it becomes a First Amendment controversy as opposed to the actions. But uh, I just, well, he, here's the thing that makes this interesting for me, because even though I knew it was going to die, here's where I thought. I, I I had a a little thought that you know what maybe this may happen because of Mitch McConnell. You know we we talked about him quite a bit, the guy with the very punchable face. <laughs> we uh <laughs> we uh he came out and he was like, nah, Trump is responsible for this, and we will hold him accountable for this. And I was like, well, damn, if Mitch McConnell's saying this, then it's it's not looking good for Trump. Yeah. But then at the very same in the Breath. like yeah. he, he he turned right around and did a whole 180 
and was like, well, there's a technicality that, you know, he's no longer president. So there's no reason or no, you know, way that we can like, actually impeach him because he's no longer president anymore. But when he said that, I was like, wait a minute. Wasn't he the one that postponed this whole impeachment trial to after the inauguration? Yeah. Because he didn't want it to affect the election. So if you knew, because I, I feel like he I feel like he did it on purpose, honestly. I feel like he manipulated the whole thing like, like he's known to do. Uh that it was just another way to filibuster it, honestly. Because like that they were ready to proceed. We're going to get it done, get it done. He was like, no, let's postpone it to after the inauguration of Joe Biden. And then he was like, well, sorry, guys, we can't do anything here because, you know, he's no longer president anymore. Sorry, this, you know, using that technicality, I felt like that was what he wanted to do, the, you know, from the beginning. Oh, and I was of like, course. You know, I didn't think that I could dislike Mitch McConnell anymore, but like that right there was like, wow, that's how that's like if people can't see how that's how people manipulate politics and laws and policies and things of that nature to work out in the favor of people who they wanted to work out in. I, I don't know what else to tell you, because like this is a blatant example right here of. Just because I, I feel like even then, I, I think it would have been a lot, I guess, closer. I think the vote was like, what, 57 to 43 or something like that? Um, I, I just feel like it would have been a much closer vote. Uh, and he would have been in actual real danger of this happening right. if they proceeded like right then and there when the heat was on. But I, I feel like he manipulated the whole thing. Like, well, let's just wait and we'll let it die down a bit. And then at that point, Joe Biden be president, and then we can use his technicality to get him off. Well, let's let's, Again, let's be I, let's be honest. Let's be honest because yeah. the Republicans and the Democrats they're both playing the same game here. See, yeah. the Democrats have tried multiple times to get this impeachment, right? But right. they never they've never had a smoking gun. But yeah. what does it do to their base? It shows action. We we're gonna act, even though the act won't come to fulfillment. You know? Have you noticed that? Right. We, yeah. We've done this before. Yeah. Mitch McConnell uh-huh. is a master. He did this with Obama when Obama was selecting Supreme Court justices, right? He yeah. came up with this quote-unquote Senate rule that during an election year, the president doesn't get to select a Supreme Court trust justice. Yep. There's right. no rule. There's no law. He just made this shit up. Put uh-huh. it out thin air, Right? And everybody's like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. That's right. Soon as Trump got elected, he let Trump elect the next Supreme Court justice. Yep. Well, let me tell you something. During the election year, guess what um, Senator McConnell let Trump do? He let him select judges. Yep. A lot of them. A lot of them. Matter A of fact, of Trump them. has elected more judges in an election year than any other president. Mm-hmm. So That's this fact. rule, this rule that Senate McConnell just made up, it don't exist. It doesn't exist. It that don't is exist. Crazy. And he and we all just ran with it. So I I I I've seen enough politics to to know the game. You know what I'm saying? Like I've seen it. Right. You know, you, that's, you, that's just 
this you do one thing with the left hand so the right you can't see what they're doing in the right hand. That's yeah. you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's all it is. But that's just why I I really just lost all all faith when it comes to politics. Period. Just I I don't see a point, especially as black people, as to why you would either align yourself Democrat or Republican because right. I, I see black people honestly as the football. Yeah. Like or it, it we're it's a political football game and we're the football. Yeah. Or in, in the tug of war, we're the rope. And, and like just, and when it's not it, good for them, they yeah. will punt. They will punt yeah. the ball away. And it's like we are the tool to their game. Mm-hmm. Where you know the the conservatives, uh, the Republicans, you know they have their rhetoric. They don't like us unless we adopt and assimilate into their ideologies. Right, Democrats and liberals, they don't like us unless we assimilate into that, their ideology. Yeah, if you have, you know, and we talked about it a little bit in in the last pot. Um, I believe your phone died and you died out, but we was talking about the difference between uh, Ice Cube and Stacey Abrams, how they wanted the same things essentially, but because of the methods in which they did it, one was vilified and the other right. one was deemed a hero. So like right. Ice Cube wanted to do something for black people holding both parties accountable. I, I don't care which one of y'all do it because I know y'all don't like me anyway. So Democrats, Republicans, what do you have for our community? Oh no, you being used. Oh, you were cool. You will sell out. And yeah. oh, la, 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 la. how could you work with both sides? But Stacey Abrams was like, well, I'm a Democrat. But I'm gonna work like this and blah 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 blah, and and so when they won the election, they're like, well, thank thank you, thank you to you know she's such a great person. Oh, let's you know nominate her for a Nobel Peace Prize. So it, it's, right. but it's like that they have they say, well, we will give you what you want, but it has to go through us, right? And I, it is like, I mean, that's all that's all they all want is power. They don't yeah. care how to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so your schools, it's, are, your it's, schools are horrible schools. Well, first thing we're gonna do is work on a school budget. Then they get yeah. in the office. The last thing they work on is a school budget. Yeah, it's, la- it's the last thing because it costs money. Right. And they don't want to spend money. So don't want to spend money. We, so I know we talked about the school budget thing, but we have other economical issues we need to deal with mm-hmm. first. Right. <laughs> so I mean, that's how they do it. Yeah. Yep. And and that's that's what he did. Like you remember, um, I think Joe Biden was um when he sat down with you know civil rights leaders, and he was like, yeah, I know we, we you can have your concerns, but not right now. Yeah, not not right now. Uh, so I it's 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 stupid, honestly, and I I don't understand it. I, I don't understand. Well, I do. I do understand it, but I, I don't understand why more people don't recognize it. Uh, and that, that's a good question. That's a, that's a good so, question. And especially now, I'm, I'm a little bit more charged up because I, I just recently saw uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. So, oh, how was that? Bro. You, we were you, thinking you about watching it tonight. It. I think I'm going to watch it tonight. It, it's a really good movie. So I, I won't spoil anything, but it's yeah. a really good movie. And honestly, I looked around and I was like, shit, that's still going on today. Well, yeah. So, so yeah, but here, here's another problem though, like uh-huh. especially what what like the Black Panther era and things like that, right? Right. The problem is when you do become aware, 
the system becomes aware. Kind of like yeah. being in the matrix. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you yeah. if you do start to rally people to your cause, you're gonna get heat. Mm-hmm. You are going to get heat, especially if you have an actual movement, a found effect. And the thing about the Black Panther was it wasn't that they were violent because they were dealing with violence against them. Yep. They just weren't willing to lay down. They exactly. were willing to fight back. Mm-hmm. And that was more scary to them than anything else. Yep. Because an educated black man is the most dangerous being on this planet. Dangerous. And they and they know it. It's like this is dangerous. He will multiply his effect. It will mm-hmm. be triumphant. It has happened through history. We have to kill it right now because we know what will happen if he rallies people to his cause. Right. And that and that's that's basically what it always comes down to. Let me mm-hmm. let me take you back in history. I hate being a history buff. No talk but to like me. like you know, like people, especially people today, they'll say, Oh, love Martin Luther King, do it how Martin Luther King would do it. Let me tell you something about the United States. They hated Martin Luther they King. Hated him. Hated him. White people hated him. They love him today because he did. Mm-hmm. But in the 50s and 60s, he was the Antichrist. Yep. Why? Because it wasn't because he preached violence. See, that's easy. Yep. Violence versus violence makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, but they're being nonviolent. They're doing things that don't resort in violence. Mm-hmm. Sit-outs, boycotts, selecting where their money goes, building up education and foundation. Well, this is this is opposite of what we want to do. We yep. don't want you to do better. We want you to do worse. Worse. And now somebody is putting you in a position to do better. Well, how do we, how do we counteract that? How do we fight it and not look like the bad guy at the same time? And they couldn't right. figure it out. But mm-hmm. uh, just so you know, Martin Luther King didn't die from the gunshot. I don't nope. know if everybody knows that. He died mm-hmm. in the hospital from asphyxiation. Yep. Somebody killed him in the hospital. Now they in went the to hospital. court. They went to court in the 90s and the FBI pleaded guilty to the charge. Had to pay mm-hmm. the family. They don't yep. talk about it though. Nope. But this is that's yep. facts. That's facts. Real facts. That he is died facts. from asphyxiation, yep. not from a gunshot wound. He did not. Right. And guess who were the only people in the room with Martin Luther King? The doctors. The and doctors. The FBI. And FBI. Yep. That was it. Yeah, and I, I I recall reading that story, just you know, they they took turns spitting on him. Spitting on him, yeah. In the in the hospital while he's fighting for his life. Spitting on him. Uh and, and he also uh they also detailed that that uh the mafia was was a player in his assassination as well. So like and put a pillow over his face, suffocated him. He died in the hospital from asphyxiation. And like, but that's I I find it infuriating. I know, I know James Baldwin mentioned that I, I've just been reading a lot of stuff from James Baldwin, just where uh, he just mentioned to, to be black and aware in America is to be enraged. Enraged, yeah. It's to always to be enraged. Be enraged. Uh, because you just see and you learned of all the atrocity that was done that set your people back generations. Yeah. And, and the perpetual gaslighting that the people around you tell you that to try to tell you that the things that you see and the things that you feel aren't real. And, you know, you're, you're playing the victim and oh, mm-hmm. why does everything have to be about race? So that, that type of talk, 
yeah. you know, the, the all lives matter bunch of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, before you go any further, let's uh, think about that for a second. Let, yeah. Let's let's think about that. Mm-hmm. Black lives matter. Think about those words. All mm-hmm. it means in the simplest form is matter. It means something. Mm-hmm. It don't mean more. It just don't mean less. How yep. much controversy did that cause? Crazy. Crazy I mean, I, amount of controversy. I, 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 just don't, I don't get it. Like, I just don't get it. When, when Jewish people stand up for their beliefs, they get support from around the world. Around that, the world. They're, they're, their beliefs are religious-based. Do you know mm-hmm. that Israel is a Jewish state? Mm-hmm. It is literally a country based off of faith. Yep. Not politics, faith. Right. When somebody does something to Israel, the world supports it. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. Explain, explain that to me. Because if it was a Muslim country, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody do something to them, shit, where's the UN then? Yep. I mean, if they're because when we're talking about religious based countries, if something happens to a Muslim country, you only hear about it on the news. The UN might show up two or three days later, but let something happen to Israel, the the UN, the the French government, the Canadian government, the United States government, they rally to, they are ready to go to war. Who, right. who, who, what, when, and where? We win. Yep. Yep. They so, ready. So, so, so in America, we have we have a, a problem. We say we have a problem, and I guess that at that point, we want you to understand our problem. Mm-hmm. We're going to present our problem to you. Our problem is we feel like, as a people, our lives don't mean as much as everybody else's life. Now, we got proof, we got proof out, the, out the yin-yang to prove this to you, Yes, but we want to bring this to the forefront. So we want you to understand that our lives matter. Black lives matter. Simple. Mm-hmm. To the point... It's really not controversial, but somehow <laughs> it has become contra- controversial. Yep. I'm, I'm lost. Yep. So when you say, when I say black lives matter and someone else says, well, blue lives matter. Me saying black lives matter does not automatically mean blue lives don't matter. If I say black lives matter, that don't mean all lives don't matter. Right. But that's what they created it to be. And that was their willful ignorance. And I'll, I'll just be honest, just willful ignorance to where I don't understand how three words, black lives matter, to where me saying that, it it like all of a sudden means that white lives don't matter, blue lives don't matter. Well, hell, let's just go ahead and go off a little tangent about blue lives matter. Apparently, blue lives don't even matter to y'all because what Not y'all either. did at the Capitol, yeah, where y'all was beating a cop senseless and attacking them and harassing them, yeah. I guess blue lives didn't matter then. <laughs> so it's like, and not once since then have I seen as big of a message or campaign or push for blue lives matter. No, nah, no, nah, hey, anything, anything? It's been silence out here. It's been quiet. <laughs> It, it, have a good have a good day, buddy. Hey, good to see you, Joe. Uh, how's the family? Ain't nobody. They're not talking no more. They took an L, yep. and now they're trying to recover. Hey, yep. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause see, 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 now you you about to get me on my shit. You gonna make see? me talk a little bit? Talking shit. See, look, the Republicans. See, they were all about that action in the mm-hmm. beginning. 
right? Yep. We got we can't get robbed. This is a robbery. We support mm -hmm. the press. They were about that life for a hot minute. Yep. Until it became real. Yep. See, they they forget how much power the tongue has. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? They forget how easy you can manipulate somebody if you put the words into action. Yep. And see, when that happened, oh shit! Now somebody got to be responsible for what's happened. Mm -hmm. well, well, you can't be a patriot and a tyrant at the same time. You can't do it. Right. You can't do it. You can't be a terrorist and a patriot. They may have the same action, but they have two total different paths of direction. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? One is trying to protect the Constitution. The other is trying to tear it down. Mm -hmm. You have to choose. It's not an in-between. Right. You can't be in the middle. What they what they say at church, you know, you can't be lukewarm. You can't be lukewarm. All right. <laughs> Same thing applies in politics, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to being a United States citizen. It's yep. either you're an American or you're not. All right. Here's the requirements to be an American. Mm -hmm. You have to protect the Constitution. You got to play by the rules. You got to live a good life and you have to make the next generation better. Mm -hmm. Basics. That's just basic. That's just the way it's set up. Basic. You're not, if you're not going to do that, then you're not an American. Right. You're the exact opposite of an American. Mm -hmm. All right. And when you play by the rules, the system, <laughs> in, in, in theory, in theory, in theory, yes, should support your efforts in becoming more prevalent and more efficient and more financially stable, whatever. Right. 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 But this is what the Republican did. Now, this is some slick shit. Check this out, right? Uh -huh. They played with the lines, right? Yep. I'm across this line for a hot minute, even though I know it's constitutionally wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm across this line, and I'm going to do something radical. Now, normally, we kill people in other countries for this with a, with a heat-seeker missile or yep. a hell, hellfire missile, you know? Uh-huh. Because when your words become actions and those actions terrorize others... You know what we call that? We call that terrorism. That's terrorism. When you use force to try to overthrow the government, we call that insurrection, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. In other words, we call it treason. Technically, treason is, is the treason. only law in the Constitution with a penalty. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. There's only one law in the Constitution with a penalty, and that's treason. Whenever you try to overthrow the government by force, Right. And there's and there's only one punishment for that. Do you know what it is? What's that? The death penalty. The death penalty. That is how serious it is that it's in the constitution. Yep. But they they looked at the constitution and that's just again shows just the power of the tongue so much to where it indoctrinated 70 million people. To where, you know, a, a small fraction of that 70 million, I'm sure a lot more, if they would have had the means to, of, of being there, they would have gone. Yeah. They definitely would have gone and, and participated. You know, they would have helped erect, uh, you know, the gallows with the noose over there on the lawn. They would have helped scale the building and break through the windows. And they would have done, people were smearing shit on the walls and on the, and you know, on the walls and the paintings. People were pissing in the building, pissing on stuff. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. but these are the patriots, the righteous patriots who yeah. just knew, just knew what we are doing. We are saving our country. All That's of right. these people in here, they're treasonous. They're the ones that deserve bullets to the head. 
Yeah. We, we are the righteous ones. And they believed it. Oh, they willing, believed to die. It. willing to die. They believed it. Well, no, I, I wouldn't go so far as say willing to die. Willing because to as kill. Soon as, because as soon as, uh, yeah, they were willing to kill. But as yeah. soon as homegirl got shot in that neck, then the vibe changed a little bit. Yeah. It was again, like, oh, my God. Wait, wait, wait. You know, when people started getting arrested at yeah. airports and they started being put on no fly lists and started losing their jobs. Now, they were actual lawmakers that was a part of that crowd. Yeah. Elected officials that were a part of that crowd. There were law enforcement officers. Law enforcement officers that was collaborating with them or those who flew in, like, just so many parts. And this is what we as black people see. Because we understand that there are so many of you that are in, in position of power, in positions of power that has your particular bias, your ideology, and the things that you believe that is a detriment to people that look like me. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna bring up something real quick because this is a clip from uh, Muhammad Ali that he spoke of. Just a, a real good analogy that I thought of, and I'm, I'm just gonna bring it up real quick. White people have died in demonstrations for black people. Now, here's the position I'm in. Here's 10,000 whites coming to kill me. And in those 10,000, let's say here's 10,000 rattlesnakes coming to bite me. And in those 10,000, there was 1,000 that didn't mean no harm. And I knew there was a good thousand snakes out there, but they all look alike. Now, what should I do? Should I keep the door open and let the 10,000 in, hoping that the thousand will unite and save me and one bite or kill me? Or should I just be safe and shut the door? So we have white people say, I mean right. I have a black husband. Oh, my children are black. I love everybody. I really believe you. But I'm sorry, man. There's ten more thousand behind you that don't feel that way. <laughs> so that's the thing, and basically what he's saying is, okay, don't don't try to take my my cautiousness mm -hmm. and paint it as racism. Can you? Mm -hmm. That's what they like to do. Right. When you're racist against us, what about reverse racism? No. Right. I'm just not stupid enough to to let myself be exposed to the understanding that yeah that there are good people all you know there's good yeah. and bad people in every race creed religion whatever the case may be there's good and bad people however in in my america in my life i don't know who's who among you right i don't know who's the one that's going to help and protect me or who's the one that's going to kill me or or, or to let me die and I don't know that when I'm going to the bank, I don't know that when I'm going to these schools, when I'm bringing my children to these schools, I don't know that when I'm going to these jobs, I don't know that if I'm going to this police station, to this fire station, to this courthouse, whatever the case, I don't know who is who. So if, if I am constantly enraged and on guard, then you can't fault me because I'm not the one who put myself in this position and mm. it will be a, it'll be a fool's errand or a, a fool's move to just allow myself to be bitten by any and everybody. That's right. So I'm sorry if you receive some sort of slight if you feel like you know oh well that was unnecessary because I don't mean you any harm. That's cool. I understand it. I I I somewhat kind of apologize, but 
at the same time, I'm not apologizing because it's my life that's at stake here. It's 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 a generation and a legacy that I'm trying to fight against mm-hmm. that that unfortunately you have the luxury of not even thinking about. A lot of these people haven't even thought about anything race related until 2008. Right. <laughs> so it's like, you know, but we've been dealing with this all of our lives. Some of yeah. the people we went to school with, they didn't understand. I don't understand how you can talk like this. We went to school. We played basketball together. Yeah, we sure did. And what does that mean? Absolutely nothing. Like, it, it means nothing. But, you know, congratulations. Welcome to the conversation. Sit down and learn something. But instead of sitting down and learning something, you come in with these idiotic perspectives to where I'm arguing with people who's like, well, you got so much. What about black privilege? You got black entertainment television, which is trash. What? You got black history month, which is, you know, it's like, okay, it's just a month out of the year. Why isn't there a white entertainment television? These are the people I got to argue with. These are the people I'm trying to talk with. And I'm like, I sat beside you in a classroom or two. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we learned the same thing, but it's it's just the the reality of there are two different Americas that we but, live in. But did we learn the same thing? No. So, so... So we learn numbers, sure. Yep. Yep. We, we learn how to read and write. We learn mm-hmm. Shakespearean ballads. We learn how to read music. Yeah, we learn those. Uh-huh. But where do the life lessons take place at? Right. Cause because you can't you can't describe to a white person what it feels like to be pulled over by a police officer. Cause they don't see the situation right the same way. Because the, their response to that would be, well, just comply. Yeah. <laughs> just, so why just, don't you just comply? Yeah. Like they don't they don't they don't know what it feels like when the, the police officer is aggressive with you before he even comes to the car. Right. So they don't so they so when we when we say we learn the same things, we got taught different lessons. Right. Yep. You know, our our parents had a different struggle than their parents mm-hmm. what their grandparents had our grandparents did not have so your family structure your your ability to have resources we didn't have those opportunities they were right. physically economically forced away from us and given mm-hmm. to your ancestors mm-hmm. given Nope. All right. So, sure, we go to the same schools, we go to the same classes, but we're definitely not learning the same lessons. We're not because, learning the same lessons because yep. what what we have to deal with is just different. I, I give you another example, a, a simple one. Ask uh-huh. an Hispanic family how they feel about what they learn. They'll tell you, you know, because they get profiled a lot too because yep. everybody thinks they're not American citizens. Yep. So they're illegals, they don't work, right? They're lazy and blah 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 blah. They don't know English and right. So they get they get taken advantage of today. Not I'm not talking 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. To this day, they get taken advantage of. They work for less, they work harder, they don't get benefits, they don't get rights, they don't get a say. Mm -hmm. And it and it seems like everybody's okay. Nobody wants to go stand up for the the rights of Hispanic Americans. They don't want the dreamers to actually have a dream, you know, like 
I mean, I, I know that's not our fight, but I'm a believer in Martin Luther King. Injustice anywhere is injustice, injustice everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I get it. Like Native Americans, they still have problems and get treated like crap and don't have uh, rights. And then you have, right. you know, you see the casinos. You go, oh, the casinos make a whole lot of money, but the tribe doesn't give it to everybody. Right. You know, and even then, the the reparation that they received were weren't given fully to them. That the government still set up like a trust fund type thing. Of, well, right. We're only going to give you this and this, you know, installments of this over this period of time, and it, it still isn't everything that you know. It's still undervalued, so it still was considered a bad deal at yeah. the end of the day. Well, even to this so, day, that Native American land, like if your land is valuable, oh, there's oil under it. We're going to take your land. Yeah. Regardless, oh, this, is, this is your holy land. This is sacred land where your ancestors were buried. Oh, don't mm-hmm. worry. We'll pick them up. We'll move them over here. Not a problem yeah. for us. Yeah. You know, Matter of we'll, fact, we'll just... we ain't got to pick them up. We'll just dig right underneath them. Yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we yeah. got to move for? Basically. Basically. Or, you know, well, we won't necessarily do anything. We'll just put a huge ass pipeline through the center yeah. of it. Yeah. And, you know, and we'll, we'll make it pretty. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll make it pretty. You know, we'll, we'll even put some some Native American art on it. Sure. <laughs> Make you feel sure. right at home. Now, it might poison your water supply. Don't right. worry about that. Don't worry about that. But don't we worry don't, about that. We don't want you to worry about that. We secretly want you dead anyway. We want yeah. you out of here anyway. Yeah. So You see how we did Detroit. <laughs> That's all. It's, it's just going to be your kids and the next generation. Don't yeah. worry about it. So, don't you know, in, in, in the next, you know, 100 years, we should have it figured out by then. Yeah, it should be good. It's good. It's good. That's <laughs> good. Uh, crazy that that is crazy so it's here's here's a, a thought that i've been i don't want to say wrestling with but just kind of thinking about now because since we're on like the black lives matter thing uh when i think of those three words and i think of what the movement has been is basically like hey white people there is some injustice against people of color and i don't want to say people of color mainly black and brown people there's been some you know, some racial disparities when it comes to a criminal justice system, police brutality, and other systemic things that we want to have changed. So Black Lives Matter. My life matters. And I feel like now it's like saying or like begging white people to accept us. Like, hey, my life matters too. Please include me. Like, please accept me. Please, you know, just don't see me as a threat, which, you know, I'm not saying that's wrong, but I also feel like I'm tired of pleading for people who hate me to like me mm. or for people who don't really care too much about me to have to include kind of care. me. Yeah. So it was like, I feel like we're saying black lives matter to the wrong people. Mm. I feel like, we've been like black lives matter. I feel like we should say that to ourselves. Ooh. Preach brother. Where it, it's, it's like the issues that we have, because of course, you, you know, the main rebuttal when we say black lives matter, it's either all lives matter or well, what about black on black crime? Mm. Okay, cool. And even though I find that absolutely asinine, but Okay. Let's start looking to ourselves. Black Lives Matter. So I'm going to go out of my way to find that black business, that black bank, that, you know, just 
and, and to do whatever I can in my community to where we can build up our own community by ourselves. I know that's that's much, that's so, it's easier said than done. I know it is because it's going to require people coming together with a, I know we're not a monolith, but almost like a monolith mindset of my community first. The way they've been screaming, you know, America first, America first, America first, which was a dog whistle to we know. Yeah. Uh, take that same mindset, not so much with hate or, you know, but just with we got these problems. We understand that a lot of the problems that we're facing weren't self-inflicted that they were put upon us by other entities. We understand that. But I feel like what a lot of us have gotten into when we are getting a why a lot of people are leaning Democrat is we do understand that we weren't put in this particular hole. So we're like, well, I'm not going to do anything until you get me out of this hole. And I feel like that's what also has been a detriment to our communities when it comes to, you know, things we can control. Uh, because I think on one side and why I feel like another reason why I feel like we need to step completely out of um, out of politics as far as Democrat or Republicans, because, again, both sides hate us. And, and here's how I see both sides hating us. I see it as. Conservatives or Republicans is like they want you to assimilate into the ideology of there's no such thing as racism, basically. Mm-hmm. Racism doesn't exist. It was such a long time ago. You should just get over it. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Work hard. Take responsibility for your own actions. The problems that you have, you you have them because you created them. Mm. So take responsibility for the problem that you face and just work really hard to get out of, out of them. That's the American way. And of course they're half right. I feel like they're half right because I feel like yet yeah, we do need to take responsibility for the things we can control. And even though there's a, we're in a situation that we cannot, or we did not put upon ourselves, we still got to work ourselves out of it because if not, We've been sitting around waiting for the other side to pull us out. And all they've done is tell us, you're oppressed. You're oppressed. You're oppressed. Racism, 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 racism. You're oppressed. Vote for me. We'll make it better. And then they don't do anything. Right. And it's one thing that I understand now, especially throughout 2020 and you know the Black Lives Matter movement and all of that. Racism creates a lot of money. There's a lot of money in racism. Now you get into it, brother. So much money in racism. So oh, much money so in much. hate and keeping things divided. Mm-hmm. See, this is why I'm telling you, no, I, I'm not racist against white people. I understand that there is so much money. Case in point, Black Lives Matter organization. That is a Democratic-ran organization. They're ran by the money that you give is funneled through a portal called Act Blue. It is a portal that raises money for Democratic entities. And that money goes to democratic entities and they make money sensationalizing black people. When an instance like George Floyd happens, as you should be outraged, they say, you know what? 
That's that's racism. You are oppressed. Give money to us. Vote for we'll us. We'll fix it. Yeah, we'll fix it. And we will fix it for you. Mm-hmm. We'll do it for you. We'll be your saviors. And there's a lot of people who mean well, like into uh, Muhammad Ali's thing. Yeah, there, There's that thousand snakes that actually mean well, that actually love me, but they're just feeding into that system. And whether they know it or not, that's not helping us at all because they've raised tens of billions of dollars in the last year off these protests. Mm-hmm. What have you seen that they've done to any black community, to any entity that will help black people in, in their particular city? Well, well they talked, they've talked a real good game. Of course. And that's what they've been doing. And all they need to do is put a Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton or, you know, one of these guys up in there and to tell you, oh, we got to fight. We got to go with this person. We got to go this route, y'all, because at least they understand it. At least they're talking about it. But of course they want to talk about it. They want to keep you in a position to where you are sensationalized and believing that they are the only hope that you have only right. because they talk about it. Or sensationalized to, to a degree that Everything that you do now, you believe, is 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 racist. I, I'll I'll give you a, a, a story that I had actually uh, a couple of days ago. So I was at work, right, and I'm closing up the front, and uh, literally like one minute to close. We close at eleven thirty. Uh, of course, I'm still I'm still at the post office, so we close at eleven thirty. I'm closing up the front. There's a lady that comes in, uh, you know, in the, at the last minute, which me, I don't play that shit. If you come in late, I'm sorry. I'm turning you away. Do not care. You should have came on time. Um, I not do it all the time. Um, no matter your race, creed, color, I don't care. If we're closed, we're closed. Come back Monday. Or in this case, come back Tuesday because we're closed on Monday. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> so, so she comes in. I'm like, hey, man, what can I do for you? I'm still locking stuff up. She's like, hey, I have a... Uh, you know, instance where I paid for an express package that's uh, just a little bit of context. An express package is like our guaranteed overnight thing. We send something overnight. We guarantee you to get there by a particular time. If it isn't, then we'll give you your money back. So she's like, well, I paid for an express package. and didn't get there on time. Um, so I want my money back. I'm like, cool. Let me, let me check your receipt here. She had a receipt. All right, cool. So like, so did... Uh, did you get an update that has been delivered? That's the, that's the only quote-unquote catch is I can't give you your money back until we get that delivery scan that has been delivered. That way we'll see. Nope, didn't make it on time. Then we give you your money back. So I'm like, well, has it been delivered? Well, no, it hasn't been delivered yet. Well, I'm sorry, ma'am. And just for the record, this is a, an older black woman. So I'm like, well, I'm sorry, ma'am. I can't give you uh, your money back until we get that final delivery scan. Uh, that's how we you know understand that it's been late. Um, everything is fine. Just keep your receipt. I just can't give it to you now until they get that final delivery scan. Once you get that scan, come on in. I'll be more than happy to give you your money back. Something she can take care of on Tuesday. Yep. So, but she was like, well, no, I I, I don't, she, but then, but then when I told her that the first time she looked at me and said, well, who are you? Are you a supervisor? I said, no, I'm just someone who works here that knows what I'm talking about. Um, and and she's like, well, because you, you don't understand. Look, well, let me say it again, because I was promised that this would get here at a particular time. I was like, well, yes, ma'am. And that promise is upheld. They weren't lying to you. It is a promise. It just 
we need to have that final delivery scan before I can move forward. Now, was now I did that two more times with her because she just not she wouldn't accept the answer. Sure. So then she was like, so while she's trying to talk, I went on and told you know my colleague, go ahead and shut this door. You know the big metal door, come right on down. All right, <laughs> go ahead and shut this door. <laughs> but. But she got mad. Oh, you, you you just saying the hell with me. You you ain't trying to listen to anything that I said. I was like, well, ma'am, I, I gave you the answer three times already. And, you know, if I were to say the hell with you, I wouldn't still be standing here talking with you. But like, so, you know, don't play victim with me. Right. Yeah. So so then she was like, well, you, you're not being patient and da, 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 da. So I was like, well, you know what? I will take your receipt. I will go run this tracking number and see if it's actually been delivered. It could have been, you know, delivered in the time you came in here. Let's go check it out. I go check it out. Hasn't been delivered yet. So like, well, ma'am, I ran the tracking number. It hasn't been delivered. So I, I cannot give you a refund right now. Let me speak to your supervisor. All right, cool. So I get my postmaster, who's a black man, and he comes through and listen to her. So I, I'm standing on the other side of this gate now, which I can hear through it because it's pretty thin. And of course, she's playing the victim and she's saying, well, uh, you know, he just was rude and and he wouldn't be patient with me. And, you know, that's just how blacks do blacks. If uh, if I was a white woman, I'm, I'm sure he would have been a lot more patient with me. And I laughed. And then I got pissed off because I because I was able to recognize that that is the thinking that Democrats have us thinking. Mm. that anything that happens to us is why like I, I find myself in the middle to where anything that happens where you don't get your way, then what do you do? You blame the white man. Right. So, and then it's like, well, I feel like that puts you in a victimhood mentality. I do feel like, okay, now you are playing the victim. If like everything around you is against you due to the white man. No, the, the reason you didn't get your money that day is because one, you came in after we closed. Too bad. Two, you, you didn't meet the qualifications for your refund, nor you wouldn't listen to me. So I was like, well, I wonder if I was a white man, would you have accepted my answer the first time I gave it to you? Because of course, when I gave you my answer, you turned right around and said, who were you? Are you a supervisor? Okay. Shit, so, that white man would have said, ma'am, it's 11.30, we're closed. Have a nice day. And she, and, and she would have been like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'll come back. Come back like, on Tuesday. I'll come back. Oh, But but, but th that's that's another thing of why I just find, and this is how a lot of us are, especially when, when they align themselves, liberal or Democrats, to where they, just now everything is racist, but then you won't take responsibility for your actions. So I feel like and I, I don't know exactly what to do with this logic, but it's just, I think we need to start screaming Black Lives Matter to ourselves. I get you. Uh, and to take, you know, conservative and liberal uh, ideologies and just use some common sense. Yeah, let's take responsibility for ourselves because we find that we should see by now that they don't care. They don't care. Neither side cares. And we should finally do for ourselves, by ourselves, with ourselves. And all of these problems, because I, I look at it like this. There's another story. Like, you know, back in uh, right around the 40s, 50s, if I'm not mistaken, could be a little longer than that. When Jews immigrated over to, to the U.S. and 
they were they weren't you know of course when they did the whole separation separate but equal thing th- th- there was three things there was no dogs no negroes no jews right in a lot of them signs so black people and jews weren't weren't allowed in a lot of places jews got mad band together and bought like miami beach right like the, the things that they pulled together came together and then those areas where you wanted to keep us out of they bought them and took them over so i'm like but of course at the same time whenever there was a black movement there was always a government slash white backlash so it wasn't as easy we tried it's not to say we haven't tried but anytime there was a movement it was very aggressively shot down so i i don't know i i don't know exactly what to do with that thought i don't know where that puts me politically i was like i don't know if that's libertarian or, or what but i just uh, i that's where i am right now and then that's where i feel as far as what what's going on with um the state of of african americans as they would mm-hmm. say so <clears throat> Uh, that's a lot to digest. A lot to digest. Uh, I know, and I just—I don't know. I'll—I'll I'll, I'll keep thinking because I—I I, I don't know if if I, I don't want to act like I'm quote unquote onto something, but I just still no, you're onto you're onto something. But uh, the the problem is what you what you're looking for is what's called a solution. That's what you're looking for. Yeah, right. And exactly. the problem the problem is all the solutions that we can foresee. Hmm involve someone else helping us right like when, like when we say help ourselves that means we have to get people in power that literally have our agenda mm-hmm. in front of them now they don't have to be black they don't right. have to be they can be white right but the white person knows well i can't have just a black agenda because i won't get elected yeah i have to have the people that's going to pay for things mm-hmm. I'm not saying that black people won't but they're going to gravitate towards what they know as opposed to what they don't know. Right. That, so that, that is that, true. That, that, that puts us back in this awkward position. How do we acquire what we need to acquire, put people in the position to do these things mm-hmm. and not ask from other people, other groups, other leadership yep. to get things accomplished. It's tough. It's, it's a tough task. Yeah. And, and that's basically it. Is like any type of solution or route is going to require a lot of people and some powerful people to, yeah. to get it done. So I'm like, how are we even supposed to start? Yeah. Because there's there's a lot of unlearning that I believe we have to do. Right. And a lot of stepping back, pulling back, and unlearning before we kind of get mobilized. And it's like, oh, that's such that's that's a crazy task, man. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Uh, I'm hopeful that, um, you know, maybe platforms like this can kind of play its part, hopefully. But we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Because I'm I'm just like, I, I'm tired of the game. I'm tired of being the political football. Right. Where I'm just being kicked back and forth. And I got to listen to this person and then get pissed off and then listen to that person and get pissed off. Or this person says what I want to hear, but does the complete opposite. Or you just use me for my vote. And, you know, you know, just uh, I'm just I'm tired of us being pawns in the game and I'm tired. of I'm just ready for us to, you know, but the and the, the also the sad thing is, is I don't think I'm saying anything new, to be honest. I don't think this is like revelation. I believe 
this is what people have been trying to do for decades now. Yeah. You know, and that, that's why, like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm necessarily, quote unquote, on to something. I just feel like I'm, I'm echoing something that I feel like has been echoed throughout you know, the decades of trying to get something for black people. But we just have not been able to position ourselves in the type of positions um, and, or and when we finally get someone in those positions, they don't completely sell us out. Right. You know? So, um, but that's, that's it, man. I mean, I, I had a whole bunch to talk about, but we'll probably do this tomorrow. If you guys have time, I'll, I'll see what our other host <laughs> is uh, up to. And um, maybe the man maybe. with no name. Yeah. He who shall not be named, <laughs> but, uh, this is what I will go ahead and put out into the atmosphere. You know, uh, I am interested as far as opening this up to to having, uh, you know, so uh, a panel discussion, especially about some things, especially dealing with, you know, love, relationships, marriages and things of that nature. Um, you know, I, I don't want this to come off as, um, let's see. Bias, sexist. Yeah, right. I don't want to come to be biased, and I don't want it to seem like we're always talking about race, even though you know I'm, I'm interested in it. But I don't want it to seem like that's all we talk about. Even though I do liken this platform to be like that Africana Studies elective you took when you was at community college that you took just to uh, get your degree that you won't use in real life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but all in all, if you are interested. Shit, African American uh, studies was hard. I don't know what you're talking about. That class I know, was not easy. I know. It it was. Like I loved it. I loved the class though. Yeah. They I weren't talking about Martin Luther King. They're talking about Malcolm. Yeah. And and and, and even then, which I I'll, I'll do something as far as Malcolm, but just the they always pit Malcolm and Martin uh against each other as if they were like, you know, Rivals. the yin and yang. Yeah. You know, that they, they love Martin Luther King, but they, you know, it's taboo to talk about Malcolm X, which Malcolm X had that thought of mm-hmm. the the liberal aren't for you, the conservative aren't for you. We are pawns. Like that's yeah. that that's a Malcolm X thing. He he often said most times you got a you got a fox in your hen house. That's how mm-hmm. he referred a yep. liberal is like a fox in the hen house. Yep, and that that's how he referred to them: foxes and wolves. Like mm-hmm. you know the wolf, but the fox um, is. The hold the the same threat as a wolf, yeah. just the methods are different. Mm-hmm. So, like the fox, of course, he's not as big and vicious, but they're more cunning, they're clever, mm-hmm. they're witty. And, and when I read, you know, I'm having these thoughts and you know, ponderings and reflections and stuff, and then I, I look and I read some things from Malcolm X, I'm like, oh shit. I know it is <laughs> like, it's, it's like, prevalent to this yeah, day. To this uh, day, just like James Baldwin. Anything you yep. read from James Baldwin is so enlightening. Mm-hmm. Like they don't teach that in high school. Nope. I've learned more on my own mm-hmm. about the world yep. outside of high school. It almost makes you want to question, well, what's the real purpose of education in America? But I know that's a whole nother subject. I know yep. we don't have time today, but you know where I'm going with that. Oh yeah. And we'll, we'll definitely get into it. You know we'll how I am. Get into you know it. how I am. Thank you for having me on. I love you, brother. Great no show. problem. So once again, y'all, if you if you are interested in coming on and, and having some discussions with us, shoot me an email at talkmycredo at gmail.com. Come we'll on. Definitely get you on. 
and, uh, and, and we'll, we'll let you talk your shit. All right. So until next time, thank you for watching another episode of Talk My Credo Podcast. I am Dante Credo with my brother from another Craig Mac in the building. Till next time, y'all take care. Happy Valentine's Day. Go go love on your wifey or your hubby. Um, and get some right now. Yeah, and, and go get and go get your hubby a gift. Thank you, ladies. Yeah, we deserve love too. <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all take care. Till Peace. next time. Peace. <laughs>